You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, you can flee the country. You can change your name. Hell, you could hook up with one of the drunk Santa Clauses at the UAW Hall who's going to tell you all about Vietnam and his ex-wife. But nothing, nothing will save you from the watch list. Uh, Merry early Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas happy holidays. By the way, this past weekend I got drunk and that's all I can sing at the bar. Were you wearing Old Navy? <laughs> Were you wearing fleece? <laughs> you know, I was, wearing, I was actually wearing uh, this Christmas sweater that my friend bought me that said uh it said uh everybody wants a piece of me with uh, gingerbread and his leg was falling off <laughs> oh, that's cute. and then my friend was wearing a sweater that said you've got no chance <laughs> oh my god you know so we were pretty cheesy every time i hear that nsync song though i think about when i was talking to our good buddy james jaskolski um that I said, you know, fashions come around the same ones every 20 years. I said, pretty soon we're going to be looking like an old Navy commercial. And he's like, the future's about to get real ugly. <laughs> I think that NSYNC uh, Christmas, uh, Christmas album was probably one of the biggest albums, That's right? True. For Yeah. Destiny's Child uh, had one, too. Yeah, but to... nothing beats like Merry Christmas and then by NSYNC and then Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like my favorite. That's a standard. That's my jam. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, well, let's. I mean, I'm Casey Pierce, and of course, Miss Holly, Holly Ogden, looking very festive in a ho 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 <laughs> uh, sparkly hat. I just told I just told them a story before we went on air that I went to my mother's house and she gave me this ho 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 <laughs> hat. Uh, pr- pretty fitting. I mean, my initials are ho too, but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. That's why it's Little fitting. Little known fact. That's why it's fitting. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and she was, as soon as I walked in, she was wearing an elf hat, which was pretty hilarious with an elf shirt. And she was just fully decked out to go to work as Santa's helper or something. So I don't, I don't know. I don't ask too many questions. Didn't really want to go into that. My mom's a shot girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, we have uh, Miss DJ Jess. Hello. She's going to be playing some Morrissey for us later. Yeah. A little, uh, Kind of a change of pace, but you know we like our new wave around here, and you know our uh, we love our eighties, yeah, our eighties um, guy liner kind of <laughs> bands. <laughs> Something about guy liner gets me going. <laughs> it reminds me of that comment. Merry Christmas! Somebody left on your page because you said you had a thing for guys and guy liner, and he was like, "So they can't hide the tears. It's hot and respectable." That's <laughs> <laughs> great. An emo guy. Emos wear uh, eyeliner, right? Emos, screamos, <laughs> homos, all of them. <laughs> I've never dated a guy with uh, who wore eyeliner though, but I've always wanted to put it on them. Is that weird? Uh, well, kind of like I kind of do and I kind of don't. Like I want, I don't really want to be a pro- part of the process. I just want to see the after, like math, right? <laughs> the aftermath, the finished product. <laughs> yes, hey, Holly, go ahead and read off that number because I can't read it. Oh, <clears throat> it's two four eight five seven nine. Five two six zero. All Holly wants for Christmas is a guy in eyeliner. <laughs> so if you are that person, call that number. <laughs> we are Studio Two Podcast Detroit. I'm not. 
I'm not going to do your eyeliner. I just decided I'm not going to do it. But uh, if <laughs> you have it ready, <laughs> have your face on before she sees you. Yeah. If you do your eyeliner better than me, that's kind of a turn off too. Oh <laughs> shit, man! They're really walking a fine line. Yes, they are. Eric's gonna hit the door in like messy ass eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he's been out for a night, uh, a questionable night. Uh, All right. Are you ready for Christmas? <clears throat> I, you know what? I just pretty much finished. I, you know, I had to get you one more thing. Me? Yeah. No. Act <laughs> like I don't know you. <laughs> you know, I'm so demanding. Well, now I got to find a guy with guy liner and there's only like, what, four shopping days left for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that you realize he can't have two perfect vine liner, you got to take the one back that you already got. Yeah. <laughs> I just texted him. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, it's are not going to work. Are oh, you? I'm sorry. <laughs> I am not ready. I have not even started shopping. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> the several uh, money sucking issues have come up lately, so that's understandable. But I'm just actually I have the day off tomorrow, so I'm going shopping tomorrow. Godspeed. Yeah, wishing me luck. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> what about you, Jess? I haven't bought really anything. Thank you, Jess. But- <laughs> <laughs> And I do it every single year. I wait till the very last minute. And well, I go, that's like, when everything's on sale, though. Yeah, I don't even care about that. It, well, I mean, I do care about that because money. But yeah, so I'm just going to get people alcohol. That's all I'm getting anybody for Christmas to share. So really, I just have to go to a party store. Right. Well, alcohol is expensive. So that's that's a nice thing. Yeah, but they're all getting pints. So that's, okay. that's still expensive. <laughs> like you're uh, not getting a fifth. <laughs> oh, right. We can't spring for that right now. Is your mom getting a fifth at least? Oh, I gotta get her. She's like I don't different. know. She, she doesn't like to drink. She, I had to like force her to get. Where drunk did you come before. from? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, right? Um, My mom doesn't drink, and I'm like mm, alcohol. Give me some. <laughs> drink <laughs> like a baby bottle. We see Jess with a shopping cart full of alcohol. Uh, just wave to her. Wish her a Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's not all for me, so don't judge me. She's not an alcoholic. Don't worry. She's drunk at the store. What are you looking at? It's for everybody else. Gotta have a Merry Christmas, (laughs) asshole. (laughs) Fuck you. That's only when I get blacked out. (laughs) Merry Christmas, or don't. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Pass me the vodka. All right. Well, let's uh, jump into a mumbling man. Uh, according to Channel 4 New York, a mumbling man at La La Land, which is, of course, a film, uh, show, showing causes a stampede in the theater, uh, which is, you'll, you'll see why we this raised an eyebrow for us. A crowd of moviegoers dashed out of the Union Square Theater over the weekend after a mumbling man entered the cinema, police said. The man wandered into the screening of Damien uh, Chazelle's comedy La La Land sometime before 11.45 p.m. Saturday at Regal Union Square Stadium. The man walked up up to the front of the auditorium holding a cup and started muttering things, police said. Uh, That's when a stampede a stampede formed as panicked audience members took off for the exits according to witnesses and police um if you go to channel four uh new york you can find um the video of the aftermath video from the theater shows uh bags and scattered snacks apparently left by frightened patrons no injuries were reported and no arrests were made police said okay i'm gonna scroll back all they said was a man came like wandered into the premiere or the showing or whatever and had a folding cup 
And then he looked at the audience and started muttering things. What would this <laughs> ma- aside from "Hey, I'm armed" or a bomb threat? What would cause a stampede? Did one person freak out and everybody just act like the humans they are and just like? He <laughs> 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 just made it sound like a bird. <laughs> I was trying to be Kermit, but what? How, how, how is there no? statement of anything that he said besides I don't know he's just mumbling yeah why was it even worth reporting if that was the case like what did did he not say anything did he defecate himself because if that were the case then yeah I'd run out too like Ugh. maybe everyone's just on edge because everything that's happened in the world lately and they're like crazy person mumbling to themselves movie theaters yeah since multiple times there has been shootings in a movie theater lately right you're, pro- um, you're, uh, you're probably spot on about that. And, I mean, York has been a place that has had several attacks. Mm, uh, New York is, like, one of the largest places for that, I feel like. I mean, 9-11 and all that happened, but obviously this is not on that level, but I think that everyone's a little more on edge in New York. Yeah, that is true. Um, but... I just imagine like one person or a couple of people hearing it and then getting all riled up and starting to leave and then it creates a, a scene and they're like, oh my God, maybe there's trouble and we have to go too. And then right. everyone starts uh, evacuating. That happened to Jason and I in Chicago and, and James at the fireworks um, on, um, what's it called, Navy Pier. And uh, some asshole threw a firecracker into the crowd and people thought it was gunshots. So I saw people get up and they looked at me and they go, 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 go. And so, of course, me and Jason get up. We like poor James just got out of the porta potty. We're like, James, go, go, go. And everyone started running oh, off the boy. island. Jeez. Well, that, that would be very scary. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't even hear anything. But somebody's like, oh, so my asshole <laughs> threw a firecracker into the audience. At least like with that, I can see that because, I mean, a sound that's different than what you were expecting. And it's a large crowd. Um, it could, you know, it could have been possibly a gun, but this, I'm like, yeah, did you see any weapon? Did he say anything, uh, as far as maybe a bomb or, uh, you know, that he had a gun or that he was going to kill someone? I don't know. I just like think that there's also probably a lot of crazy people in New York as well, as far as harmless, but, you know, walk around, talk to themselves. Yeah. We have you know, that people talk to themselves. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Detroit, Chicago. I noticed that people, a lot of people thought either it, it's drugs, alcohol, whatever. So since it's New York and there's so many people, and in New York, I mean, Casey, you were there for the first time this past uh, October, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you see that there's so many different kinds of people, and most people don't really pay attention to each other because everyone's so odd and different. And I mean, and there's so many people that if you saw someone on the streets acting like weird a little bit, talking to themselves, you wouldn't even pay attention. So I, I wouldn't really think in the movie theater, they'd probably be like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> There's a movie going on, asshole! That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> or go get somebody, uh, you know, someone who works there, like, there's an asshole in the aisles, mumbling to himself. Code asshole. <laughs> he wandered in. We go have a code asshole. <laughs> cool. Yeah. New York's, <laughs> New York's got a code asshole. <laughs> probably do. Code cool. asshole. Like, code brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, like, what, what amazes me, too, is that, like, 
even at like Southgate MJR, they're not letting you pass those ropes without a ticket. <laughs> like, was this a midnight showing? Like, how did you get past? Like, plus, uh, well, I mean, unless you bought, uh, I you mean, the there's those people. Cup from? <laughs> <laughs> unless you bought a ticket and you were one of those people who was like, I'm going to sneak into the next show. Right. And kind of snuck her, or, you know, like went to the bathroom and then snuck your way into, which is pretty easy to do, I would think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've done it. Yeah. So. Matt, no. <laughs> but did it say anything about him, what happened to him? No. The, he, there What's were no arrest stories. It, where... it sounds like he just wandered off, I guess, like, oh, nobody <laughs> wants me. That's the way of the world. I'm out of here. <laughs> no. He was in La La Land, literally. Like the police didn't, like the police didn't even question him or anything. No, that, well, that's the thing. The, the article like, is so damn sketchy. I'm like, why was it even worth reporting? <laughs> Movie You've theater to myself. <laughs> was this a smoke screen? <clears throat> Something else is going on. Uh, quit! A bunch of people ran out of movie theater for no apparent reason. Was this on a lot of different websites? No, it was just on the one. Oh, okay. I was just wondering how big of a deal it. this was. Okay, go ahead. Caller, hello. Hey. Speak. Hi. Hey. Hello. What's going on? Hey, Jay. Hey, it's Jay. It's the Jay. Fosgit. Hi. Jay. Jay Did you hear our, uh, what we're talking about? No. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jay. Um, All right. We're talking about New York. There was a uh, theater where a man... Um, kind of stumbled in, and we don't know if he had a ticket or what happened. But he had what? What did he have? A folding what? He had a folding cup, and he just wandered in, and he stood at the front and just started muttering things to himself. And then all of a sudden, people just stampeded out, and the word "stampede" like they just uh, shit was thrown everywhere, and they ran out. But the the they don't even see what he said. If he said he was armed, or if he had a bomb, or anything like that. People just and and what Holly was uh, hinting at was that perhaps. It was just one of those human nature things where you see one person freak out and then everybody freaks out for no reason. And Maybe. Then, yeah. I mean, it's hard to... In New York City, weird shit like that happens all the time. So I think there was something. Something there. Well, that's what I said. Know. I was like, <clears throat> in New York, you see so many different people and it's not odd to have someone talking to themselves or mumbling, you know? Just like right. being weird. Right. So I don't really understand why all these people would get... Um, all you know upset well i mean see upset but um have to leave the theater and uh evacuate like they did unless something else was actually going on because before you called in i was actually saying wouldn't they be like get that asshole out of here he's disrupting the movie theater you know right um they wouldn't just like flee like some some emergency you know all of a sudden this time of year uh, there's been a lot of groups that have been attacked, like like people who gather in large groups. You know, maybe um, was in Germany today, there was um, a Christmas festival going on where you could go out into the town square and buy these trinkets and stuff. And some guy went batshit crazy and drove his truck right in the middle of the crowd and killed nine people. So this time of year, and I'm not you know saying, oh, it's a terrorist or whatever, could yeah. Could be. Okay, I'm gonna run a few scans about ten minutes, and then I'll check back with you again. Okay. okay? So he's on the line. Too. Jay, you're still there. But yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess I there's. Know what's going on. I guess there's another caller as well. Um, with is it? We have him on. Yeah. Two. Hello. 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 Oh, never mind. They hung up. So you guys just got pranked. <laughs> yeah. <Cool. laughs> all right. Sorry, Jay. Yeah. Continue. No, Sorry, right. I didn't mean to interrupt just, you. Jay, I want to know. There's been a lot of what? What? 
aside from this guy having either said I have a bomb or I'm armed, blah, blah, blah. What is something that this guy would have said that would have made you just straight up stampeded out of the theater with a bunch of people? Just run. Easy. Easy. What? Fire. Oh, what he was muttering. Fire. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever hear? I mean, uh, I mean, fire. there's a long history of that. Uh, what was it? Up in the UP back in the 1800s when that was you know still like mining and everything up there. And there was a group, I think it was a union group up there, uh, was having a meeting. Uh, it was a Christmas party. There were kids there and everything. An anti-union guy shows up and yells fire and got out. And everyone tried to stampede down the stairs to get out of the building. There was no fire. But people got crushed and killed in the stairway trying to run downstairs. So the guy purposely oh created a stampede just to kill people. What a psycho. Damn. Get- Kids got killed. Uh, adults. Uh, it was. It was tragic. It was I was. Horrible. I was hoping you'd have a funnier answer, but. <laughs> oh, I mean dicks. <laughs> dicks. Show, show me. Show me your dicks. No. I meant. Yeah, the guy probably said, "Look at my dick," and everyone just gone. <laughs> That's the thing. Like they must not have like the people before the police had a chance to question anybody. They were probably already gone. Most of these people and other people that were there were probably like. I have no idea what happened. I was just running with everybody else. <laughs> That's hard to say. You know, these days you just can't can't take the risk anymore, you know? Right. It's like some guy seems crazy enough and you're in a crowded group of people. Get the hell out. Well, especially in a movie theater because, I mean, that has happened where someone shot it up, so. Many, many times. But, I mean, what do you do? Like stick a butterfinger in his pocket and, like, point it out at people? Right. Like somebody yeah. just walking up and down and muttering to themselves, I'd be like, shut up. Shut up. So. <laughs> Sit down. I yeah. I don't understand why that would make someone be like, oh my God, run! <laughs> and, and the irony yeah. is that it was called La La Land, huh. the movie. It is. That like, is ironic. Yeah, he, he was in La La Land for sure. This guy. Yeah. I just imagine him looking bad. like Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah i saw holly put up the number and she's like call us i'm like i'm gonna call i don't even know we're talking that, that guy on the other line was probably a dude in guy liner i was trying to get dudes that wear guy liner to call so holly could have nervous. a nice christmas present and he was like ah, i think maybe i do do my eyeliner <laughs> too good i think that my eyeliner is better than holly's i saw her, her latest photo mm. i have a chance i have a chance wait maybe not <laughs> just but. smear it you're good <laughs> just a little smoky Crazy. that's all I want <laughs> yeah Holly's got a thing for guy liner who knew what is guy liner guy liner is like eyeliner for guys they make that no no but no. you know you make it yourself by putting it on yeah it's a work guy <laughs> or eyeliner and you transform it from girl liner to guy liner it's a, you know like 80s stuff oh I mean Hey, oh. whatever. I can't even. <laughs> You're like, touch oh, my own eye, I mean, so oh. that ain't gonna happen. You know what we should play? You know, because we played the dead giveaway the other day. <laughs> we should play the 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 We Are Brothers song with the dudes in Guyliner. Okay. Oh, I know you're talking. About. This guy was getting married. Um, their brother. There's three brothers, and the other two brothers made an '80s new wave video about his brother getting married and how they were scared they were going to lose um, their brother. And it's absolutely hysterical. I've never heard of that. Oh my god. It's great. It's great. We should play it later. I'm looking it up on YouTube. Uh, we Are Brothers. Yes. By Batty Paris and Rufus Starlight. Yes. Best Man Song. 
We we Jay, do you want to listen to this? Sure. Oh, a best band song is that? Eric, give me one second so I can download. <laughs> and now, mind you, these dudes are in unitards. They are not in the best of shape. They're you know like <laughs> damn near fifty, and they're in guy liner, and it's a hysterical video. Our our the Facebook about us being live right now is blowing up. And uh, what the hell? <laughs> Why are you listening? <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? But uh, my, my friend just texted me and said, put it live on Facebook. I don't know if you want to really see us right now. No, dude. <laughs> oh, you guys look cute. My lips are chapped <laughs> to the core. I have I even washed my hair. Holly looks great. She's all festive. And all their freaking hold out. <laughs> hold out hoggering down a slim gym. Yeah, you don't want to watch me v- eating my face. It's suggestive. Jesse's about to play a really good song for y'all called We Are Brothers. Again, it's about the brother who was getting married and it tells kind of the story and uh, it's very much in an 80s new wave thing. It gives their backstory about them as brothers and why they feel like they might lose their brother to this, um, to his fiance. Do you want me to take your voice off and play it? No, keep our voices on. Okay. In case we laugh, because people will laugh <laughs> with us. Last time when I was like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I jam this in the car sometimes. I might want to sing along. It's gonna. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Ready, Jay? Casey Five, Ted is six, bobbing right now. Seven, eight. <laughs> he is your brother, and just because he's older. Wow. video for this song, the quality of this music video that they made is insane. I'd have to check that out. Oh my god. You will. I was 
I didn't call in to listen to like being on hold He's like, weird why music. Why did I call in? But I sure did. <laughs> That's the whole reason I called in. I wanted to listen to that song. Uh, I posted this video on our the watch list uh, Facebook page in case you actually want to look at it while you listen <laughs> it's to like it. The because video. it actually is a lot better if you watch the video. Yeah, it, it make, it's a lot funnier. And you know what? I always love watching that video because. <laughs> To, back when Holly was like, why am I strangely turned on by this? Yeah, because I was like, <laughs> normally I wouldn't really even be attracted to these guys, but something about the makeup that they're wearing. Skyliner. <laughs> and the tight tight cat suits or something. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Uh, <laughs> I'll show you a photo of me wearing Skyliner. It happened once. <laughs> really? <laughs> what? Yep. Jay, I want to see pictures. Play. I was in a play. I had to wear uh, eyeliner. Because they always make you wear makeup in place. He's been hiding this photo. I was I was goddamn hot. 
<laughs> By the way, Jay, Jay Fosley works for Marvel. Um, <laughs> no, yep. I, if, for those of you listening, all in all seriousness, Jay Fosgate is an illustrator. Um, he illustrates uh, My Little Pony, uh, Fen- Friendship is Magic for IDW. Um, he does Dead Duck and Zombie Chick for Source Point Press. Um, <clears throat> he's done a slew of Marvel work. Um, he did, what was it, the Gwenpool cover? Yeah, I've done Deadpool, Avengers, Spider-Man, uh, a whole bunch of characters. Archie. And more to come. Archie, yep, the Archie, Archie cover. Yep, I've done a couple things for Archie. So, um, and Of course, that is jfosgett.com. Um, yeah. So, it's the end of the world as we know it. I have to quickly say hi to my friend Lisa Walker, who's listening. Oh, hey, Lisa Walker. She said she loves the show, so thank you. Woo. We love you. Lisa, Lisa, and the cult Ooh. jam. <laughs> Holly, I got to see you soon. I have something for you. What? You got a guy liner photo and something for That's, me? Yeah. <laughs> I got a big old slam yep. jam. <laughs> uh, I got a big old this, this show's too dirty for my ears. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. Uh, no, it's all good. Do you want to? Do you want to join us for um, an extinction level event that was meant to be oh, dirty? What? You want to die? Oh, you want to die? <laughs> die tonight? It got dark real quick. <laughs> ride and die. <laughs> This is a, a sex. If you ain't riding, hang <laughs> up. This is this is a this is a sexy dark show, by the way. <laughs> this is a. When does it get sexy? Hey, hey, what the fuck? Oh, who are you talk to wow. right now? Holly wore her I mean, ho 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 hit. What do you want? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're kind of sexy, right? I, don't, I mean, I don't I'm, feel sexy, but I mean, you know, I didn't, I didn't wear my ho 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 hat for nothing. I'm forty percent sexy right now. <laughs> I'm gonna incognito. I like sixty-five. Oh, thank you. You stop that. NASA scientist warns Earth is due for an extinction-level event. Oh, right. And other news, duh. Right. According to uh, what is it? Speed reads or no? The week. Excuse me. In news certain to take the bounce out of your step, a NASA scientist says Earth is due for an extinction-level event that we basically would have no way of stopping. Dr. Joseph yeah. Newth of NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center rang the alarm Monday in San Francisco, New York Magazine reports. The comet that spelled dinosaur disaster for the dinosaurs uh, hit 65 million years ago, and Newth said the massive asteroids and comets that would could Wipe out civilization usually strike 50 to 60 million years apart. He wasn't there. Making such an event overdue. In 2014, scientists first spotted a large comet barreling toward Mars just 22 months before it became uh, parallelly close to hitting the planet. That wasn't enough time to do anything, Newth said. Proof that the biggest problem basically is there's not a hell of a lot we can do about it at the moment. To present uh, to prevent a catastrophic event, Newth suggests NASA create a rocket that can go in storage, ready to be used if a huge comet comes our way. It could uh, mitigate the possibility of a sneaky asteroid coming in from a place that's hard to observe, like from the sun, Newth said. The way 2016 has gone so far, you might want to start scanning the sky. And, I, and agree. I like that it says we need to build a new rocket because we don't have enough just lying around. Mm-hmm. We need a new one. <laughs> well, right. One that's, you know, geared towards carrying out this job that that's equipped for that but you know we've been saying this 
for years. And I feel like people are like, like our whole lives. Like, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> but you know what I thought of, though, Holly, was that remember how we were talking about the metaphysicists that proved that there is life after death, that we go into this sort of um, energy transfer and we basically live out our lives in a different dimension just as we were before. Now, could you imagine the entire planet perishing and then that kind of energy transfer? Sorry, I got really distracted by someone barking in the hallway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree. It, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about what, like, them stating that and, well, so, with this whole rocket situation, are they saying that they're trying to create one for, uh, to destroy the asteroid? This guy suggests that NASA needs to do that, but I feel like people have been telling NASA that for a long time. So I, 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 I don't know. But, you know, I told John Madakin, who sent me this article originally, that the purpose of life, one of them, don't, don't quote me on this now, one of them, in my opinion, is to ensure the survival of your species. And that's why Mars colonization, the idea of it was hot 10 years ago. And I don't know where they are at with that, because this Earth is not going to make it another million years. Well, either will we, so... Well, that's true, but, you know, the the generations, you know, after us and, um, but if, if Earth goes, that's it for the human race. Yeah. Eh, we had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how uh, I feel, but then I think about it and I'm like, oh, that's probably how every generation feels. Like, eh, it's not going to affect my life. Let's let our kids worry about it. Well, that's probably why they haven't built the rocket by now. Right. Technically. No, but I even but, felt like when we had how many scares in the last few years saying, oh, this is going to be it. This is the last day on Earth because so-and-so said it. Nostradamus said it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't care. Harold and Camping said plug. it. Technically, we're in you virtual know? reality world, so it yeah. don't matter anyway. It's all fake. We're all in the Truman Show. <laughs> California I'm was supposed bad. to like sink into the ocean like 20 years ago. Sometimes I wish they would. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they thought about the, you know, 2000 with the computers and all that. Yeah, Y2K. The Harold Camping thing was what got me was that he, he claimed he beat the Bible code. He knew when the apocalypse, when the rapture was going to happen. And these people were so damned serious. And I still don't understand this part. Harold Camping's followers um, liquidated their assets why would you even feel a need to do that if you're going to be raptured anyway? What do you care about your assets being left or not? That's very strange. And a lot of people rouged themselves. And what I thought was really hilarious after that was all those billboards you signed. You saw um, the sides of the road saying the end is near held camping uh-huh. whatever. They were all replaced by, what was it? Um, uh, sausage ads. <laughs> Polish sausage. Because <laughs> he's a big wiener. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you can't really t- liquidate your assets and bring them to like heaven with you. Yeah. If the rapture happens, like, where are you going with all that money? That's going to be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, we have 401k already set up for you. Right. That's not how that works. I, I, I don't think. I didn't get it at all because even, even the Bible says, you know, you just, there's no need for this stuff. Well, no, but he still wants to take all his money with him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that at all. Because he's not a godly man. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not a, a pharaoh. Like, a, what? I don't know. That whole weird. That, that whole year was really weird. <laughs> Pretty much. I remember those Pretty billboards. Much. 
Because I think you, uh, you had told me about one that was uh, downriver, right? Yeah. It was um, right in front of the Logans at Eureka and Trenton in Southgate. Because then he, he kept changing the date of when the world was going to end. Yeah, he was like, oh, wait. He was like, no, oh, whoa, no. wait. I, I forgot. That's not this. Yeah. Now I look at my calendar. He had a shitty account or uh, something. He didn't have my glasses on. And... Uh, <laughs> It's actually next Sunday, not this Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We know it's two years from now. <laughs> I, re- I remember the websites like Rapture Watch. And I was looking at these threads and somebody said, the rapture already happened. Some guy in Alaska is missing. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Or there was, there was a, like a, um, a, a tiny, small, like seismic earthquake in uh, Hawaii. <laughs> Someone put praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, those are strange days. So, did they? What was that guy's name? The he was a preacher, right? That was Harold Camping had his yeah. own uh, radio show. Yeah, he. I think he's what dead now. Re- he's dead. Yeah, he, he was really old. He had a stroke. Well, he maybe he was just predicting his death, not the world's death. <laughs> right, and he was a little bit off. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Rest his soul. I'm sure you don't have a 401k up there, but uh, you, 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 uh, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, what did what did he? Because well, how was he retracting his statement? That's the thing is the day after I went on all his websites and I'm like I gotta hear this reaction and they were all radio silent, gone. I remember that. Yep, the radio show was pulled. Everything he went into hiding. Because he knew <laughs> all these people were pissed. But shame on them. You know, and I remember listening to other ministers on the radio um, who, of course, are totally against hero camping because they're like, okay, clearly no man knoweth. I will come like a thief in the night, yada, yada, yada. Um, they're like, it's the rapture to us is not like, you know, getting ready for your taxes to be done. Like, you should just, if you are a person of faith, then you just live the life, and if the rapture happens, it happens, and you don't have to worry about it. Okay. Why are these people, like, prepping, like, you know, like, there's going to be a bomb that goes well, off? Did he say that he had a dream about this, that God came to him and told him this, or how did he even come up with this he idea He said he had these some dates? sort of code. I'm, I'm going to look this up, how he tried to calculate it. God gave him, of all people, yeah, of all people to choose, God gave him the code. Because if God but, was going like, to pick anybody, it, he picked someone stupid enough to try and bring all their money with them to well, heaven. Right? Well, especially because it doesn't say in the Bible that no one will know when the, the world is going to end. Yep. That, I will come like a thief in the night. Yeah. So why would... I'm going to give this guy who has a radio show so he can tell everybody. All, go against what I said in the like Bible. Rapture, more like the crapture. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm hilarious. You're you on fire. Fire. Okay, here are camping predictions. What a bag of douche. Not you, Jay, that guy. Oh, yeah, he, he <laughs> no, died. Wait a minute. Hang on. Did, did Oh, yeah, he, hang on. Yeah, he died uh, in 2013 at the age of 92. Um, How old was he? 92. Oh, wow. I don't want to be that old when I die. Camping was reported uh-huh. to have retired. This is Wikipedia. Uh, was reported to have retired from his position at Family Radio on October 16th, 2011, only days before his last predicted date for the end of the world. However, his daughter later clarified that he had not retired outright, but was maintaining a role at family radio while working privately from home. Camping admitted in a private interview that he no longer believed that anybody could know the time of the rapture or the end of the world. In stark contrast to his previously launched 
uh, excuse me, staunch position on the subject. In March 2012, he stated that his attempt to predict a date was sinful. Yes, it was. It was blasphemous. And that his critics uh, had been right in emphasizing the words of Matthew 24:36, Of the day and hour knoweth no man. He added that he was now searching the Bible even more feverishly, to, uh, not to find dates, but to find uh, more faith in his understanding. After the failure of Camping's prophecies, Family Radio suffered a significant loss of assets, st- uh, staff, and revenue. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Here's the. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to figure out how he tried to. He gained notoriety owing to his prediction that the rapture world would take place uh, May 21st, 2011. And the end of the world would subsequently take place five months later on October 21st, uh, 2011. Um, Followers of camping claim that around 200 million people uh, would be raptured and publicized. How would you know that either? (laughs) The prediction in numerous countries. Um, This is my take on it. He was very religious and I feel like he probably dove so deeply into it that he actually thought he could predict things or was maybe reading so much into something and think, thinking that he had a code maybe he went a little crazy and thought that he had this knowledge that no one else knew and then he's scaring all these people or maybe not scaring because I mean if you think about it if if he gave people hope that God would have a place for them but how are you to, you know, say that to everyone and get them worked up? He was like a, a Christian Jim Jones. I, don't he, you think he maybe went a little bit crazy on his search? For oh, yeah. He, I think he was nuts. I think something in him snapped. He probably was. Like, are, you, are you reading the same Bible, bro? Beware of false prophets. <laughs> you know, because there's, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to try to predict the end of the world. And even if someone figured it out, I think God would change it just to spite him. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, I'm, I'm gonna like, come for uh, you when I feel like it. No, I just said in the Bible that you will not know. So, if you found that special code, even if you didn't have it. Now I'm changing. There is no damn code. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe there was a code to begin with, but you know, in uh, mm, that in that book, mm. the book, no code. That's crazy. But you know what? He probably made hundreds of million dollars off of people listening to his preachiness well, that yeah was my and other. the donations like i just read he did not give them back right no he is a shyster so he like five million dollars everything he, he said and <laughs> that was like trying to repent to god so he could like get his meal ticket into heaven if he even believed in god it's like no it's not true i lied so i may Obviously. i might make people mad right now by saying this but i believe in god but i this is why i don't always like like church because i feel like people take their own version of the Bible and try to display that. And it's not always what is meant to, you know, all the time. And sometimes it's extremely negative or causes negative things to happen like this. And uh, I also believe that if you're asking for that much money and you don't even try to give it back after you were wrong in what you did, that's another sign. And then you're trying to say that you're going to go be more holy and think about what you did and, Re-exi- like you examine your life out. and you didn't even give any of the money back I, I, who was to even say that this guy was even Christian or at least take the money and do something good with it towards you know communities or something he probably so, yeah that's okay. another thing like are you were you just doing this to uh, cash in yeah cash in on the end of the world money hype? and 
yeah, uh, suck people in and people who who need, you know. And back to what you said about you know I don't care who I piss off, um, <clears throat> churches and different denominations sort of using the Bible to say what they want it to say, and it's all about context. Um, primarily, I'm going to piss so many people off. Um, people feel more comfortable at denominational churches. They're very modern, but I feel like a lot of times they're working the Bible to say what they want it to say in their way. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, if even if you go from King James to New International Version, it's so modernized that you're like, okay, this means to- something totally different now. You know? I love when you recite things from the Bible and you're like, no, let me get the Bible out. Now I'll, I'll repeat what it says in here. And then they realize, you know, they realize that that they're wrong in what they've said or did. And that totally goes against the Bible when they're trying to say that this is what God wants. But then they have to be like, well, no, 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 that's not, I mean, you know, like they can't just be like, oh, well, you're right that I did, you know. I went right. against well, the Bible. Yeah, because nobody wants... And I con- misconstrued it. No. No, I don't think you understand the, what you're reading right now. No, because I, I wanted to say what I wanted to say because I want to yeah. do it this way. But, you know, and of course, we are not endorsing any sort of denomination, religion, or faith here on the watch list. We are just making an observation. This is where I feel like sometimes... And I'm not saying all churches are like this because, you know... I'm sure there are a lot of good churches, and I haven't been to church in a while, but I used to go. But I feel like sometimes people take religion, and then they create their own religion as far as I'm taking the Bible, and now I'm going to mix up what was said in here, what supposedly is God is saying, and now I'm going to make it my own thing. So now you're creating your own religion and yep. trying to get people to follow what you believe. Taking it completely out of context. And sometimes that stuff is hateful with we're going to go against these certain kind of people and now you get people riled up and some people are very easily influenced. Right. And they'll say like the Bible supports racism and stuff. It's like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Back it up. That's you guys the hear about the movie they're making about a Renaissance artist with a small penis? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's called the Da Vinci Chode. Oh, <laughs> Hang on, hang on. I just made that up as you guys were talking. This doesn't even work. We're trying to ring this bell. Hang on. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Delayed, but still good. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm going to let you guys go because I hate religion and I have nothing to contribute. But you guys rule. I mean, we're we're pretty (laughs) much done now, but I mean, we were going to move on to the next topic probably. Or we're probably going to go on a break. I think we're about due for a break. Okay. um, Well, thanks, thanks for letting me participate. Again, it's jfosgett.com. Follow Jay. Yeah. Jay, what's your Facebook I, um, for your, say any fans that want to uh, follow your work. I also see, saw that you were doing live drawings today. So Jay um, continuously updates his Facebook page and has all his events that he's at and he does live drawings and he, if you want to follow him, what's the page? Um, It's just Jay Fosgett. So I'm easy to find. I'm the only one on there. Is so. it JP Fosgett or just Jay Fosgett? Nope. Just Jay Fosgett. It's JP Fosgett on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It is. I like to mix it up. But Fosgett, F O S G I T T, isn't titty. T T. Because what Fos wants, Fosgett. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. All right.
All right. Love you guys. See you later. Bye. Bye, Jay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we, we come back. I totally forget what we we're going to talk about. What we're we going to talk about? Maybe we should still touch, touch on the asteroid thing for a little bit because I feel like we've kind of went off topic, but. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, when we come back, we'll discuss it further. <laughs> so don't you go nowhere. We're watching you. Leave Baghdad alone and quit dropping them bombs. <laughs> back it up, back it up. Anyway, welcome back to the watch list, everybody. And of course, we were talking about um, there's a scientist who believes that we are uh, overdue for a comet that would end us just like the dinosaurs um, billions of years ago, only because they say every 50 to 60 uh, billion years, a comet like that comes along and it would for sure uh, be the end of the human race. And there's nothing being done about it because there was no, there's really nothing we can do about it except um, build a rocket specifically designed to go up into space and be launched in order to uh, break it up before it gets bad, which isn't a bad idea, but I feel like they've been telling NASA that for a long time and everybody's just got their hands in the pockets, thumbs up their butts, whatever. What do they even do at NASA anymore, honestly? <laughs> Um, they, you know, they, they send out, um, I don't, I don't want to call them drones, but I, I guess they would be, you know, uh, like unmanned, uh, shuttles right. with cameras, uh, in order to, um, go seek out oh, what's going on on Mars, mm. you know, like the Mars Rover, but there's no one on them. That's what they want you to think. Oh, I was going to say, oh, I mean on that. the shuttle. No. Yeah. They oh. don't send people up into space. Anymore. Are you talking about aliens? I'd say, like, when are they going to just release the info about the aliens? Wait, what? <laughs> oh, I know. You know there's got to be some information on aliens. Well, what about, uh, what was it's it? like, left. Roswell, is that where all that happened, or was that just the TV show I'm thinking of? Oh, Area 51 is in Roswell. Yeah. So, wasn't there, like, aliens that crash-landed there, like, forever and ever and ever, go back in, like, the 30s or 40s or some shit around well, that era? Um what is his name? Uh, Cooper. That's his last name. Um, Anderson? No, it's not Cooper Anderson. That's CNN. Mm. Um, no, uh, there's a famous conspiracy theorist, um, Cat, who actually was gunned down for tax evasion. Um, and I always bring him up because that is a weird thing to be gunned down for. Um, so he was killed. Yeah, but he was former naval intelligence. And he would broadcast podcasts just like this one uh, from different uh, locations each time. And uh, his entire family was uh, killed. So, Whoa. you know, he was kind of onto something. And he wrote a book and released it on uh, audio tape, too, called Behold a Pale Horse. And he talked about a treaty that um, Eisenhower had with uh, the aliens saying, don't mess with our affairs and we will not mess with yours. Well, apparently, according to Cooper, they had violated that treaty and they started finding um, entrails of human beings uh, in the desert um, speculated that they, the aliens were doing um, biological testing because you saw a huge spike in uh, alien abduction stories um, throughout the early to mid 50s. Um, so that's all speculation just adding up to, hey, they were doing uh, testing on humans. Another speculation to further their understanding and maybe um, to gain knowledge in order to ensure the survival of their species. Um, so a lot of that was going on in uh, Roswell. Makes sense to me. 
I believe them. Nobody gets gunned down for tax evasion, not their whole entire family, too. Yeah, and that's a real reason. For, oh, he owed money on his taxes. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Yeah, and he said a lot of things about the uh, the Clinton administration having treaties with uh, the aliens as well. You know how many people owe money on their taxes? I'm sure. Oh, I know. And of course, they go after Wesley Snipes. <laughs> And I love Wesley Snipes. That kind of made me mad. I was like, oh, man. Well, you, you know, you got to pay your taxes, folks. Yeah. Um, I know it sucks. And it's uh, not fair, especially as much as we all get taxed. But, um, yeah. I guarantee he, like, Wesley Snipes owed way more than that dude, and they didn't gun him down. So just... No, they just threw him in jail for a year. Yeah. But all them Blade movies, man, you couldn't pay your taxes? Come on. <laughs> right. Come on. His career saved him. They liked his movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're only gonna put you in for a year. We're big Blade fans, especially Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. You're great as Nagzima Jackson, the hottest black chick I've ever seen. <laughs> That's exactly what they said to him. I just remember this scene where they don't go, tell you, but I said that though. They go into uh, what is it like um, a resale shop, and it's got all vintage clothes. And he's like fringe. Oh my god, all the fringe. <laughs> so Scott lets me use his plex and. Um, <laughs> he's always like if you want me to, uh, to uh, put a movie on there uh, request one and you can let me know so that was one of the movies I was like um I, there's this movie that I want to watch and it's not in here oh yeah too, he's like really you like that movie I'm like yes everybody likes that movie my mom loves that movie because it was um, Patrick Swayze may you rest in peace as Veda and then you had um, John Leguizamo as Chichi Rodriguez um I love that line where he's like, uh, I'm the Latina Marilyn Monroe. I got more legs than a bucket of chicken. <laughs> she was my, uh, uh, Chi-Chi was my favorite. It's weird that John Leguizamo I know. looks so creepily <laughs> good as a chick. I know. That he's got a feminine form to him. But anyway, that has nothing to do with our extinction. Um, but, um, you know, in Jay Fosgett, um illustrator was on with us earlier and... You know, and just pointed out that probably generations before us had the same feeling we did. Well, we're not going to be here in 60 million years. But then I pointed out that, well, whose duty is it to ensure the survival of our species? Which brings up Mars colonization and that big hype 10 years ago when they were talking about that, even the History Channel. But I want to know what they are doing with that and what they plan to do with that. Because, I mean, we're not going to make it another million years. At the way the condition the planet is now. How many more Trumps are we going to have? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was joking with Holly that uh, <laughs> Prince was going to ride in on like a penis-shaped comet. <laughs> like, it's 1999, like, you're all coming with me. I, got a I mean, I excited. would totally jump on there. <laughs> Don't jump on my man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right, fine. You can have She's like, I love him. Would. I just want to hang out. <laughs> I just want to yeah. hang out with him and smoke one. Right. Okay, okay, I'll let you have that. Let's smoke one. <laughs> but I am going on that penis-shaped comet yep. wherever the hell Prince is going because it's Prince and he's awesome. Let's we'll smoke one in the afterworld. Oh, that's right, baby. Because if the elevator <laughs> tries to break down, go crazy. <laughs> one, two, three, four. <laughs> uh, I need to go watch Pearl Wearing now. Keep keep getting distracted. Too, too distracted. Prince, get out of her mind, He baby. wore some guy liner sometimes, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm. Very small man, but five foot nothing. Is that why you like him so much? Because he was always in guyliner. 
No, uh, well, she likes you know, him because he was a sexy motherfucker, I'm talented. He just was one like, of the best concerts. You know what it saw. was with that was, I mean, he's a good. He was a good singer, a good performer, very talented. But I like the way that I, he carried himself. Yeah, mm. he had swagger. He just he he knew that he was talented, but it didn't come off as like a cocky way. No. And he carried himself very confidently. And that's what I like. But yeah, Guy, Guy Leonard doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and he but then I watched too. the movie Purple Rain and I was like, I want to be, what's her name? Apollonia? Apollonia? Is that her name? Yep. I was like, I want to ride Since Prince was on Apollonia. Since OJ I had on the back of your motorcycle and I don't even like motorcycles. What are you doing to me? <laughs> Get on this hog. <laughs> Uh, I go for a ride. <laughs> oh man! There is a motorcycle with Prince on it in heaven, waiting for me. <laughs> One day, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we we were going to talk about the the ghost in a jar, that the the Weekly World News. Yes, I say it like the Weekly World News, like that, because it makes me think of um, "So I Married an Axe Murder" when she reads all those National Enquirers and the Weekly World News. Um, you know, all those, like Bat Boy came out of Weekly World News. You know, all these outlandish <laughs> stories. But we had on the podcast um, not too long ago that this guy stole an infamous ghost from a bar that brought that bar in, in uh, Europe a lot of business because um, of the legend of the ghost and the hauntings. And, you know, you gotta, it was a, a duke of some sort. And, um, he claimed to have lured the ghost into a jar when he was in the bathroom and basically said, hey, ghost, jump in here. But <laughs> he, he he said he persuaded him by offering him fame, fortune, but you, he's dead. So, I mean. Yeah, and, what, what are you going to do with that? You can't and, take with you. Didn't we just talk about that? And like being forever famous. But and we were discussing on that episode that. If you had to choose between crawling inside of a little tiny jar and living in there for an art piece, because that's what he really wanted to use it, was for an installation piece and get people to talk. But it, would you want to be in a jar or would you want to be in a bar hanging out? Bar. Right. Where everybody knows you your wanna, name. You all know my bar, answer hanging before out, I say. Partying, man. <laughs> Why would you want to... Yeah. I got screwed. Order me a ghost beer and like just keep one always up there <laughs> for my ghost beer. self. Pour one for the homies and you pour <laughs> one for, for him when you pour it on the ground, you know? Right. <laughs> and then I would like super surprise people because they'd be sitting there and they'd just see the beer like lift up and slowly like go down and the liquid would just disappear and that bar would be paid. All they have to do is <laughs> but, constantly keep me in supply of beer yeah. and pretzels. Right. I'm like, uh, I love art. But I wouldn't want to be in a jar. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but Casey had tagged me in the status that someone had posted on uh, Instagram. Some uh, photo of uh, how you capture a ghost in a jar. Yeah, it was like a how-to. And I'm trying to look that up right like, now. Oh, maybe this guy read that. So wait, wasn't this guy like... Oh, here we go. Was The, the bar was suing, right? Because he took their their ghost. Um, yeah, the bar wanted to sue because... That was like their attraction. All right, I'm going to read this to you. According to the Weekly World News, top expert on the supernatural tells you how to catch a ghost in a gar in a gar in a bar a jar. 
Catch a ghost in a jar. Uh, so kids at home, write this down. All right. <clears throat> One of the world's leading paranormal researchers says anyone can capture a ghost with a, a candle, uh, a Tootsie Roll, and glass jar. All you have to do is put the candle and candy in the jar and uh, place it wherever hauntings occur, preferably around midnight. I'm not sure why, but a ghost cannot resist Tootsie Roll candy and will enter the jar. <laughs> Dr. Joseph <laughs> Kaposi, uh, the Hungarian ghostbuster, told newsmen in Budapest. Once inside, the energy from the burning candle will trap it. At that point, you will put the lid on and on the jar and uh, clamp it or screw it down tight so your ghost cannot escape. It sounds far-fetched, but catching a spirit really is just that simple. Just be sure to take the wrapper <laughs> at least partially off the Tootsie Roll before <laughs> you place it in the jar. That's Otherwise, spooky. a ghost won't go near it. <laughs> Dr. Kaposi <laughs> said he discovered his bizarre ghost-catching method by accident. While trying to capture a ghost that was haunting a grocery store, he noticed that the spirit <laughs> gravitated to its candy counter and a Tootsie Roll with a torn wrapper. While trying to work on his slam dunk skills while throwing a t- half- Open Tootsie Roll in a jar at the grocery store. Let me see store. that Tootsie Roll. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is an established fact that burning candles will trap ghosts. So I put uh, two and two together, said the expert. I placed a Tootsie Roll and candle inside the jar, lit the candle, and waited. The ghost in the grocery immediately appeared and entered the jar. The entire procedure took less than five minutes. Mm-hmm. I have since used the technique... Uh, to capture dozens of ghosts. This proves uh, it is an effective method and it's so easy anyone can do it. I recommend dripping a little melted wax in the bottom of the candle of the but- excuse me, I'm getting all goofed up. I recommend dipping a little melted wax in the bottom of the jar so the candle will stand up by itself, said Dr. Capozzi. Then carefully light the candle. Because of the potential Pfizer hazard, this technique should definitely be not attempted by children. Dr. Kowalski's unique ghost-busting technique had been endorsed by paranormal researchers around the world. Keller Mach, the um, West German ghostbuster, called the technique brilliant for its simplicity. Joseph Genin, the Austrian paranormal expert, said it will change the way researchers stalk and trap ghosts from now on. Said Dr. Capozzi, I certainly don't want to encourage laymen to go out in search of ghosts to capture. This technique should only be used to stop spirit infestations and hauntings where they already exist. Once a ghost is captured, it will remain trapped until the jar breaks or somebody lets the spirit out, explained Dr. Capozzi. Weekly World News, uh, August 8th. Uh, 1989. I like how he stays. Very old. Art. He says, "Don't." <laughs> he says that kid shouldn't do it because of the candle. <laughs> I love. Why are you having a news. kid trap a ghost anyway? <laughs> I don't know. The kids get curious, and they you know, Ghostbusters was out then. No, uh, I don't want to be in here because I'm scared of this ghost. You know, you're young. <laughs> okay. I like that music in the background while I start. You know, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> just go, go, yeah, let's play the song Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Roll. It's like the Ghostbusters Tootsie Roll remix. If that song was around back then, he probably would have played it during his investigations. <laughs> I was going to say, it was just a, you know, a few short years, like five years later, perhaps. It was in the mid 90s. Man, five years too soon. <laughs> Maybe that's what he was if singing about. Let me see roll. that Tootsie Roll because he was a, a ghost and he was rapping because I don't know what that Maybe dude's that, name is. Where is he now? 
He went back to heaven. He graced us with a song that everybody heard at Skateland <laughs> and bounced. He's like, I'm out, bye. <laughs> and Prince got to heaven. He was like, I want to see your tootsie rock. Can you sing that song for me? <laughs> Cotton candy, sweet as gold. What is the key to uh, trapping it once you get it in the jar? Like, do you do a sneak attack and put the lid on? Well, yeah, you wait till they get in the jar and see them munching on that little tootsie roll. And they're like, like <laughs> You crawl in there and you're like, Got him. <laughs> it's like checkout. <laughs> he was at the grocery store. <laughs> he just to go. He's like, that must be it. <laughs> Dang! Everybody can move now. <laughs> Got him. Uh, all right. But I don't like regular Tootsie Rolls. Really, I like vanilla Tootsie <laughs> oh, Rolls. Oh, I know the flavored ones. So, shoot. I know, right? Vanilla are the bomb. Lime. The blue ones. The lime Getting ones. Yes. If your ghost is picky. Travel with flavored Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you do then? Like, what if they didn't like Tootsie Rolls? You drop unwrap every there? color you can think of. <laughs> then they can go back to hell where they came from because <laughs> they're wrong. How you can tell if you have a Satan ghost? Right. Oh, that's a Satanic bad ghost. ghost. They want the orange Tootsie Rolls. Wait, did you just call me Satan? <laughs> no, just we I'm not you. really offended. <laughs> they're still they're actually. Still they good. probably they're would. Li- they probably would like the green ones. I love the green ones too. <laughs> Lime oh, all man. day. I don't think I've ever lemon? had the green ones. Oh, lemon. maybe lemon ones. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what? lemon, get out of here. Oh, well, yeah. if you ate a lemon and a lime one, you'd be like, mm, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying the lemon ones for the, you know, the evil. Never mind. We'll just but- get a bag and you guys can have the like, green and yellow ones and just give me all the blue ones. I want, I want the white ones. So ghost trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Why is everyone so enamored with capturing a ghost? Are, are you doing it for safety? Like, at least we know where the ghost is. Okay, I can understand that one guy from um, the Asian who uh, took, supposedly took the, the ghost from, was it? Yeah, uh, it was. Was a, it London or was it? Where was it? Yeah. He, he, he was in London? No, it, it, was, was, it, a, it was a small town just outside of London. Okay. So, well, from there. And then uh, he was doing it, like I said, for his art show. And it was an installation piece where he wanted people to uh, be attracted to his artwork. We Didn't we actually try to contact him? Yes, we did. We tried to card- contact the gallery. We yeah. got an answering machine because we didn't know what time it was there. <laughs> right. Because yeah, he, he, he was supposed to be doing like traveling shows too. Taking his art on the road. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you went, wouldn't you feel so cheated? I'm like, oh, there's a jar. Supposedly How there's a ghost you, in there. How can you talk to the ghost? I mean, you got to look for the empty good. Tootsie Roll wrapper again. He told me <laughs> he was fine with me in the jar. We made a deal. <laughs> he sell his soul over to you for fame. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I think part of it is probably, like I said, like the that man who supposedly trapped the ghost in the jar. Probably wanting attention, yeah, and a little bit of fame from it. I don't see no ghost shows, tra- uh, like ghost hunters, um, trapping ghosts in jars, though. <laughs> Great, never. No. Although, there was a lot of stories, uh, where they talk about um, bad spirits, and I've seen things like that where they're like, you're supposed to trap the bad spirits in a certain, certain, uh, like dowels, they trap them in certain, you know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where they contain them in certain objects? Yep. 
Yep. Uh, that was that one movie. Oh, you're talking about um, we're head in the doll. The hell was it? Because it was based on the Raggedy Ann doll that is at the Museum of the Occult. Um, that is supposed to have a demon inside of it. A lot of a uh, yeah. Caller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. What, what are you guys talking about tonight? <laughs> we're talking about a uh, ghost. And we, Casey read off a story about capturing a ghost in a jar and how you do it. And supposedly you can capture a ghost by using Tootsie Roll and a candle in a jar. And we were trying to, to figure out why people would actually want to um, capture ghosts in jars anyways. And we were talking about a past story that we did where a man supposedly captured a ghost and put him in a jar from a bar um, for an art uh, art piece, an installation piece, and used it to attract people and say that this ghost was now in his possession. And he used, uh, actually, like stills from footage of the ghost and used it as, um, put it on his wall. And then he was also traveling with it. But we were saying that People would probably want to try to capture spirits in jars so that they can make uh, money off of the idea. Whether it's true or not, we're not we're not very sure about that. Well, but. can't like ghosts go through walls and stuff like that? Isn't that kind of the deal? Uh, I'm I'm sure. So some. are the enchan- are the enchanted jars? Is that what's happening? Um, this guy supposedly was saying that he just took a regular jar and put a candle in there because um, you can trap spirits with candles. Oh, I and see. that I see. they like Tootsie Rolls, but we were just kind of like, kind of making fun of it because it sounds very silly. So, did you know that last Third Friday, when I had the opening of the gallery, I had, uh, uh, you know, Leo Kushel passed away like seven months ago. And um, he, uh, I, I, all day when I was getting ready for the show, I kept seeing shadows inside of my eyes. I kept seeing things move. You feel like he, one, his spirit was one, maybe there for one, his art show? And at one, yeah, and at one point, at one point in the day, well, this is what I was getting ready. At one point, um, I was going to go at my at my partner at uh, the gallery. She was working on a computer, though, but I was going to yell at her because I was trying to rush around and get stuff done. And I was going to, like, I asked her to help me, but she didn't answer. So I was just like, you know, hey, Pat, you know? And uh, I left, and she was, like, on the other side of the room, so... And then when his wife came to the thing, she said that she thought Leah was there. So who knows? So you, I think that, I think, you were I trying think that to... artist is a bunch of bullshit, though. I think he's an asshole. <laughs> so Fuck that guy. you you thought that that Pat was behind you? Are you saying that? But it actually you felt like maybe it was a spirit. His well, spirit? I thought I thought Pat was actually there, but she wasn't. Oh, because you kept I, hearing all things. Day, I, all day I kept seeing, seeing shadows, things. or I kept seeing things at the like you know things passing or going by or whatever you know i always thought there was something there i mean i i feel like if if i passed away and there was an art show in my honor of uh it wasn't his honor it was his actual art show you know well it kind of was in his honor in a little bit because he had passed away and this was like his hey am i here right now yes oh okay well (laughs) what do you mean 
I didn't know. You're just talking so non-cavalier. You didn't even say like who I am or, oh, what, or who you... This is Jeremy Hansen from the Gooder Guys show. Sorry, yeah, but Jeremy. Also, uh, co-owner of Rivers Edge Gallery. Okay, we had I'm a from show. Rivers Edge Gallery. We had a show set up. We had a show set up uh, on Friday with Leo Kushel. Downtown Wine Dot. www.artattheedge.com. Um. Yeah, so Leo Kushel had uh, an art show. He had passed away. How long ago yeah. did you say? Yeah, so, so, yeah, so I never really, you know, you know me, I don't really, really care about that stuff too much or the supernatural, whatever. Um, however, the supernatural show is shot in Vancouver, British Columbia, so maybe I should care more. But um, <laughs> no, but Leo Kushel was, I, I think, I, I, it was just weird. All day, just, you know, um, shadows everywhere, things moving. It felt like people were there, you know, so it's weird. It is interesting, but it is the, um, it was the first art show, right? And like, since he's passed away with his work. Correct. Yes. So it it would be a big deal. His annual art show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Are you there, Casey? Yep. I'm listening. Oh, (laughs) I I can't. Is this just Holly talking to me? Yes. Okay. (laughs) She's listening and Jess is here too. Hi. She what? Jess is here too. Uh, DJ. Um, DJ. DJ who? DJ Jess. Oh, DJ Jess. Hi. Cool. Hi. <laughs> so yeah, so that's cool. What else you guys thought about ghosts and stuff? What else? Uh, we were talking about um, this man walking into a theater in New York. And he supposedly was mumbling, but they didn't really say like what he was mumbling, but it caused so much of a scene that people were fleeing out of the theater like they were scared for their lives almost. Jeremy, oh, was that you? <laughs> <laughs> Did you go no, to New York I uh, recently? I, I haven't been in New York anytime soon. Uh, I was just checking. <laughs> um, but yeah, early in the show, we were talking about how we didn't really understand what exactly was happening because... Uh, there was no statement made of what he exactly said. We don't know if people just ran away very quickly and got out of there. And that's why they had no statement about what exactly he said. Which in New York is a huge place, so that is something that could have happened. But why would people mm. run away, especially from somebody who was just mumbling? Because many people in New York talk to themselves, I'm sure. <laughs> and it's not very, uh, it wouldn't be a very odd thing to see. And like earlier we were saying, you could just be like, shut up. Get this guy the hell out of here. Instead of just running out of the building. So, I don't know what was said, but... Interesting. So, so, so what, so you guys just talked about the different weird, natural weird stuff. Hey, how come when you guys talked to that Polish guy about LSD, how come when you ever contacted me? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize that was the first, like, when I think of the Polish LSD guy and, like, that's not your... The first person I, mean, I think of was you. What do you What do you guys know about? Plus, your, you did call in and your phone died. So that's true. I did try to uh, put my two cents in about it. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, I hope you're having a great show. Thank you. Thank you for calling. And, uh, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Oh no problem. I hope you have a and, good night. Um, thanks for letting me say stuff about ghosts. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Whether they're real or not, I don't know. I don't but know really it was cared, an interesting but... story that you shared. It really is. Um, because, you know, I, I knew, I met Leo Kushel a couple times and he's a very yeah, talented he's cool artist. Dude. He's yeah. very nice. Yeah. Um, his family seems very nice too. 
and yeah, it's kind of really uh great. it is interesting and kind of exciting if uh if he did come back for his art show because uh that is you know a big deal and i do believe well, that, for, that that could have happened i you know uh, you know all i know is that i was told that now he can go he can go with peace or something like that that's what his wife said you know what and if his wife if that was good enough for his wife and i get to tell her that i thought you know that i felt something was there all day and stuff like that and did you tell her that have good, huh yeah of course i told her oh okay. and then she well, because she told us that she thought Leo was here, that I said, you know, and I told Pat, and Pat said the same thing that she felt there was like she saw stuff or something too. But uh, you know, because I wasn't even thinking if Leo Kushel, like I didn't think he was dead, like it just sort of just kind of happened or whatever. So I don't know. It's it's also nice what that because it's the week of Christmas, and I'm sure that it was a nice thing to happen for her too to know that he was there and that he. So, are, so, do you have lots? Do you have any? Uh, do you have any massage vessels for Christmas to elevate, Molly? <laughs> um, we actually don't have any specials right now, uh, but we're selling a lot of gift certificates. You know, what you should do next year at the annual show, Jeremy, is put a candle in a jar and throw a tootsie roll in there with a like wrapper. Open a don't little bit trap Leo. and see if Leo tries to jump in it, so you can like bring no. him around with you. No, Leo's. Maybe, I never but, do that to Leo. Um, That's why I say it's well, nothing to talk about. Just for a minute to show that it. Just for a minute that it works, and then just, just for one out. minute. That's a bunch of bullshit. That's a bunch of bullshit. Was, I but you gotta, you gotta have your get all the flavored Tootsie Rolls because you gotta see which flavor. Yeah, he might I'm, not like chocolate. I want to no, do Leo, Leo, Leo Kushel in his other earlier days. Uh, he liked. I think he liked whiskey, but later on, when he was older, he liked cookies. Hmm. Well, there was a lot of cookies there, so maybe that's why. So, but uh, <clears throat> I was gonna say something to Casey, and now I can't remember. <laughs> oh, as a survey for ghosts, which Tootsie Roll is your favorite flavor? Jump in the jar of your choice. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, and then and then you know for sure which is your favorite. Yeah, because uh, okay. the guy was talking about the regular Shitsy Rolls, but we were, Jess and Casey were mentioning how there's vanilla. different flavored ones, and maybe you don't like a regular Tootsie Roll. Maybe you like a vanilla one. Maybe you like right. Yeah, but, the well, but if you're going to eat like a fake Tootsie Roll, if it's already going to be fake, like flavor, I, I don't know. And plus, I don't think the song is about banana or strawberry flavored Tootsie Rolls. The song is obviously about a chocolate Tootsie Roll. What are those lyrics again? <laughs> that, that isn't real chocolate. <laughs> well, it's not real chocolate. It's, it's that weird flavor. It's your real flavor. Is that a kill, killer chocolate flavor? <clears throat> <laughs> well, uh, thanks for calling, Jeremy. And uh, you guys should check out Jeremy Hansen and Tony Milo's show, Good or yeah, Guys, on Wednesdays Wednesday night, from 9, 9 p.m. to 11. 11 in Studio One. I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not, as, we're not as cute as you girls, but you know what? We're doing our best to be gooder. That's we're, all we're you gooder. can do. We're gooder. <laughs> but you know, we, we don't, we don't, we don't have your, we don't have your lady, lady, lady sexy appeal. But we're working <laughs> on it. We're working on it. <laughs> well, thank so. you, Jeremy. Well, thank, thanks for letting me call in, ladies. I appreciate it. No problem. 
have uh, have a good rest of the show. Hey, where, where are you guys going after this? <laughs> I don't know. I'll meet you there. <laughs> I'm not giving that out to everybody uh, listening, so I don't want everybody coming up there. <laughs> See the difference. The difference with our show is that Tony and I could give those out to everybody, and no one would follow us. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is true. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll Being, a, you. Being a white guy is really cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Have Mary. a good show, girls. Thanks. Have a good night. Peace. Peace. Um, but no, what Jeremy said is actually interesting as far as his uh, the art show because. I did meet Leo Kushel a few times and he's a very nice man and it is a very sweet story as far as for the family because it is the week of Christmas and if you had a loved one pass away who did art and you felt that presence around, which I do feel like that probably is true. Do you think part of it being subjective is that it's the the power of suggestion? Um, You mean like as far as... Uh, that you're looking for something to feel? Because yeah, you know the subject. I would say that for, uh, I would say like the family is definitely looking for something. They're looking for, you know. Right. But I don't feel like Jeremy would be because I feel like Jeremy is very like, skeptical. he is, yeah, he's very skeptical and he wouldn't be, he wouldn't say, oh, I think he's here. You know, he wouldn't be looking for that. So yeah. that's actually what makes me think and believe it a little bit more because then Jeremy's, again, some Jeremy's the, like. Some of the most people that say they're skeptic are actually the exact opposite. And they'll tell themselves they're skeptic because they're scared. Well, that's true, too. I mean, most people don't want to believe because they're scared, like you said. Right. Um, they'll tell themselves that they're But skeptics. those people usually wouldn't say, like, oh, I, you know, too. So I do. I they like, would if they were trying to endorse a gallery. <laughs> no, I don't believe that. But, um, but as far as uh, trapping spirits with Tootsie Rolls... No, I'm curious. Now I want lime Tootsie Rolls. But if you go to, to some <laughs> bulk stores, lot. you can get them by the flavor. Yeah, I actually looked that up so I can go get vanilla Tootsie Rolls. I'm not even shitting you. you. Yeah, and there's a place in Madison Heights. And shit, I think it was Madison Heights. And it's like a bulk food candy store. And they have like barrels, like big barrels of like Tootsie Rolls and other things. So I'm like, oh, perfect. I could pick out like, yeah, you know, a pound of vanilla Tootsie Rolls. So I forgot about that until now. So I think that's what I'm going <laughs> to do. Is that what you meant Googling? <laughs> I'll grab you some lime ones She's if you want. You want some lime sides, ones? Sidelines Googling. Uh... Oh, no. Well, I, I was going to say something about the power of suggestion because it made me think of something. Have oh, you ever heard man. of thisman.org? No. no. What is it? It is Supposedly the sketch of a man that everyone has dreamt about around the world. People are shown this picture. They're like, that man was in my dream. Do you have the picture? Yeah. Like it's a universal person that they feel like. Yep. And I showed my sister-in-law and she made a very good point because I've never seen this dude. And he looks like Andy Kaufman. Um, I, She said that could be the power of suggestion too. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I've seen a man kind of like that. Yeah, that is the guy. Right. You know, it's kind of like... You know, you were drugged and raped in a lineup and you, you don't really remember, but you're like, he kind of looks like that guy. Yeah. So this is the guy. It's thisman.org. I've never seen that man before I know. in my life. Uh, he looks just like Andy Kaufman oh my to guys. me. <laughs> kind of scared me a little. <laughs> he <know>. just looks... <laughs> I, I, I'm just looking and I'm I don't like, know what I was expecting. But like he, he wouldn't be... He, I know those eyebrows. 
He looks rapey. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And I'm like, he doesn't look like any religious figure. Obviously, if he was Christ or something, he'd look Hebrew. But this guy does not. He looks like the son of Sam. Yeah. Is he haunting everyone? I see murdery, rapey, all the things, E, that are Now Holly creepy. thinks she's drunk. Hey, he looks like he's got a unibrow. Yeah, he, he does. does. He looks like Andy Coffin. But I'm um, like thinking is, son of Sam. What's the number down there that's like question marks? I've never uh, seen uh, it in my dreams. Search any number to find you. Oh, that's an advertisement. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, let, let me read the history on this. Okay, this is thisman.org. Ever dream this man? Uh, in January 2006 in New York, the patient of a well-known psychiatrist draws a face of a man that has been repeatedly appearing in her dreams. In more than one occasion, that man has given her advice on her private life. The woman swears she has never met the man in her life. That portrait lies uh, forgotten on the psychiatrist's desk for a few days until one day another patient recognizes that face and says that the man has often visited him in his dreams. He also claims that he has never seen this man in waking life. The psychiatrist decides to send the portrait to some of his colleagues that have patients with recurrent dreams. Uh, within a few months, four patients recognize the man as a frequent presence in their own dreams. All the patients revert to him as this man. From January 2006 until today, at least 2,000 people have claimed they have seen this man in their dreams in many cities around the world. Los Angeles, Berlin, Sao Paulo. Um, Beijing, Rome, Barcelona, Stockholm, Paris, New Delhi, and Moscow, etc. Um, at the moment, there is no certain relation or common trait among the people that have dreamed about this man. Uh, moreover, no living human or no living man has ever been recognized as resembling the man uh, of the portrait by the people who have seen this man in their dreams. The aim of this website is to help those who have seen this man in their dreams and to foster communication among them and to understand who this man is and why he appears in an apparently patternless array of situations in the dreams of such diverse human subjects. Hmm. So wait, the picture that was laying out on the table in the psychiatrist's office, like I feel like we're not getting enough details about that. Like, did it say on there? reoccurs in this man's dream and it was like just a really batshit patient of hers and they were like oh that happens to me too oh, saying, these, this man that. gives life advice uh, there, here's one of the dreams I fell in love with him from the very first time I saw him in <laughs> my dream surprised. even though if I were to think about it I must admit he's really ugly and yet each and every time he sweeps me off my feet with his romantic gestures and sweet words he buys me flowers jewelry he takes me out to dinner or to the beach to watch the sunset um, another one is I have always had this dream of flying in the sky over my city and observing my friends from up there. Uh, since I moved to another house, I started meeting this man while flying. Not every single time that I have this dream about flying, but often enough. He flies too, but he never speaks. I have never had a homos homosexual relationships or even fantasies, but I dream about having sex with this man all the time. I must admit he has a lot of imagination <laughs> that he pleases me. Sometimes when I wake up, I discover I had had a nocturnal emission, which means a wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> this man is a Romeo. Yeah. But okay, this is okay. The people, the two thousand people that say that this man was in their dreams, were they listening to family radio? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, I dreamt this man was Brazilian and very handsome. He was a school teacher type with six fingers on his right hand. He said if the US had a nuclear disaster, go north. So he's giving life advice. He's having sex. He's flying. Who is this? <laughs> this Andy is Coffin the guy man? from Dos Eggies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the most interesting, interesting man, man in the, the world. world. 
He's oh, actually making men question their sexuality. Because he's like, I never, ever, ever have homosexual dreams except for with this bushy brow dude. <laughs> I just uh, I got over his unibrow, which was a little hard. And we had some most amazing <laughs> sex. And I woke up. We got up past that. My that panties were wet. It. it looks um, like a mug shot. It does. The yeah. unibrow just like made me fall in love as soon as I saw it. <laughs> I just, oh, but, uh, you go ahead. <laughs> no, I was saying the family radio comment because are all these people like gullible and they just want something to believe in? Because I feel like, and I'm not trying to put everybody down because if you see this photo, well, maybe there is a guy that looks very similar in your dreams, but I don't know how mm-hmm. 2,000 people could see the same guy in their dreams. Yeah, he's <clears> really <throat> busy at night, apparently. Because you ever so like, <laughs> I feel like you show you could show a, a photo to someone. They're like, "Oh yeah, I I, I think I've seen that man. Before. Yeah, that man looks really familiar. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think get, he was in my dream. Suggestion. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, he was, and we had the most amazing sex. I fell in love with him. I don't know. He was kind of ugly, but I I loved him. And really, they were dreaming about <laughs> some celebrity. He gave me the most interesting life advice. It changed my world. There's so there's different. I love that they have labeled the theories like architect theory, um, religious theory, dream surfer theory, dream, dream imitation theory and daytime recognition theory. Now, the dream imitation theory seems to suggest that it might be the power of suggestion by saying this is a scientific psychosociological theory, which claims that this phenomenon has arisen casually and has progressively developed by imitation. Basically, when people are exposed to this phenomenon, they become so deeply impressed that they start seeing this man in their dreams. Basically, like, OK, he was in my subconscious. So now I'm going to dream about well, him again. Well, so I read this this book about dreams and interpreting dreams. And in one part of the, the book actually said, if you, you can actually control your dreams. So what you do is um, before you go to bed at night, you can either write in a journal or do whatever you want. Like you don't have to actually write it down. You just think about it. As long as you focus on it, you can actually control your dreams and you can uh, have outcomes of what you want it to be huh. in your dreams. So... You can try to be like, think of something very positive before you go to bed and, and you'll have good dreams. Or I, I, I shouldn't find that book and show you guys, but I don't know. So I, I do believe as far as if you are, if you keep thinking about this person and it, of course you're going to have a dream about yeah. it. Yeah. If they show it to you and they show you, keep showing this photo, if you see something continuously over and over again, you're going to have a dream about it. That's why I freaking hate infomercials because I always fall asleep to them <laughs> and they get in my dreams. <laughs> that's why you're scared of infomercial yes <laughs> that's funny and I, I just a, hate it when they come on they're like dream about when the hair company <laughs> the following presentation has no, no reflection on the views of this they just say it so seriously and like what I the know, hell actually that's the scar- part that scares me <laughs> it's so weird I'm like oh stop it it's like I'm an like, FBI warning what do you mean I'm gonna die in five minutes I know I hate that <laughs> crap it's like we now interrupt this program uh, there's an earthquake and uh, the, views the comment has come <laughs> uh, so uh, get ready to die <laughs> Put your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> what, what happened to the good old days when George Foreman was just grilling up some shit? On, right? Yeah. And you're now your hair sawing out with when? Oh, I know. <laughs> and it was in my dream before it came out. Oh, that makes people's hair fall out? Yep. Yeah. I believe it. And I don't want to be sued here. The but, chick from Who's the Boss was endorsing that. Yeah. So, I, I, like, so this was about a year or two ago right that i had i contacted you i was like i wrote you and i was like um you know how much i hate infomercials you know how much i hate i was like 
And of course, I fall asleep, and this is the dream I have because it actually like the um, infomercial came on while I was sleeping. And when I was sleeping, I had a dream about some a bad dream about it. And I told Casey, and then uh, not even that long after, she's like, "Did you see the news? Like uh, so many weeks after, they're mm-hmm. getting sued because it's making people's hair fall out. You had that dream. My dream wasn't exactly as like the hair falling out part, but." I did have a bad dream that something was going on with the company that was not good. You are very intuitive. Yeah, intuition doesn't have to be something like right on the nose. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly what that is. My stepbrother shot himself when he was 15 and I had a dream the night before that I was in this thick, 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 like can't see your hand in front of your face fog and I kept hearing somebody yell help me help me help me and I was trying to get to them like badly like I woke up in a cold sweat I was freaking out the whole next day I called like my stepdad's house like a bunch of different times just checking in to make sure everything was okay and then I tried to call back but I mean I I couldn't see who it was I couldn't tell whose voice it was you, you just know knew that there was gonna be trouble somewhere right in that, in I just household yeah, I just, I knew that there was something wrong. So I kept calling over and over to make sure this is the next day after like I'm babysitting and all this stuff. And then I kept calling and calling and calling. And everyone answered and they're like, okay, stop calling. And then right. I called back and nobody answered the phone. So I kept calling and calling and calling. And then I was freaking out because I like had this feeling like, oh my God, I know. Like a pit in your wrong. stomach, like something is wrong. So, yeah. Maybe I should go over there. I don't know. Right. Or am I just being crazy? You know, you get those right. thoughts like, I don't yeah. know. And you know what? Honestly, like that dream the night before, like it was super, super vivid and it felt really, really real. And it doesn't always mean it's exactly what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Thank you for telling that story because that is really interesting. Hmm. Intuition is tricky. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I've only. I've only had one dream where I was pretty clear what, about what was going to happen, and it actually did happen, which was um, <laughs> this guy that uh, Casey and I went to high school with, and I haven't I hadn't talked to him in the longest time, and then he mm-hmm. sent me a friend request, and he is married, and they had no kids, and uh, I don't know if you remember this, Casey, but I told you this. I had a dream. I never told him this because I thought I would weird him out, and I didn't know if this was really a premonition dream. But I had a dream that I saw him and his wife and I was passing by them. It was a nice day out and they were pushing a stroller and with a baby in it. And I, and I just knew that they were going to have a baby soon. Mm-hmm. And it was only a couple of months later and then she and him announced that she was pregnant. And I was like, part of me was like, I wish I would have messaged him and said, I really feel like you're going to, you know, but I feel like I would have looked like a crazy person. Right. Right, like so. That was the only that time I just that I reconnected with. You're about to yeah, have a yeah. Baby. I know. I was like, <laughs> what are the odds? He just sent me a friend me. request, and I had a dream about him and his wife, and he, they were pushing a stroller, and I just knew when I passed by that they were going to have a kid. And, uh, but I'm like, why am I even having this dream? <laughs> you know, it's weird. Remember when, um, that uh, hawk hit my house and died? I mean, it was a big oh, Cooper's yeah, yeah, hawk. I remember that. And I kept, I was telling you, I'm like, usually birds that hit your house, you know, that means that person's about to die. And this was a big bird. Like, how does this even happen? Like, we heard a thump. Yeah, it's like, not like they it's didn't this notice big. the house. Right. And even um, one of my buddies, Leah, she goes, damn, how's the house? Because <laughs> it was so big. And then, um, you know, Holly was saying, well, I've had birds hit my house all the time. It never meant anything. And uh, 
a month later, you know, a good dear friend of ours and um, a big, huge name in the comic community, Gary Reed, um, passed away suddenly. Oh, wow. And it hit us all so hard. And I always, I instantly thought back to that hawk. Right. It was crazy because I'm like, that, that, it wasn't your run of the mill wren or robin. This was a hawk that hit the house and died. That's a big ass bird. And like, how was, how, why? I think you sent me a photo of that like a long And it was, it was weird because we had put it in a garbage bag. People were, people were like, you should bury it and give it back to the earth. Shut up. So, <laughs> but its eyes were like wide open looking at you. And I'm like, ah! No, that's creepy. I'm just thinking about Pet cemetery. I'm like, here, you can come pick it up. <laughs> right? You can bury it in your backyard. I have it in mine. Yeah, you can get all kinds of disease. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, um, Weird stuff. But yeah, it's just kind of crazy sometimes. Like, sometimes you have dreams and they don't mean anything. But sometimes you have dreams and you're like, I know that this something is supposed to, like, I'm supposed to get this message. I Maybe it's not exactly the way that it is, was exactly in my dream, like, like how I knew something bad with the company when, and I just thought it was just like some stupid dream because I hate infomercials. But mm-hmm. it's very ironic that something did ha- happen bad with uh, the company, and now they're getting sued, and people's hair are, is falling out. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it makes me believe that it is real in certain situations, and it's you a can't little, deny it's a little it. Too odd to yeah, not be something. Too right. many people that have dreams about shit before it happens for it to not be real. You know, yeah, there's something to it. Like my yeah. experience was very, 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 very real. And the whole feeling I had the entire day after up until I found out something bad happened was very, very real. And I was paranoid the whole entire time. My sister's like, everything's fine here. Just stop calling. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on the phone with my boyfriend. I'm like, all right. I mean... <laughs> Like things like that happen, and that happens to people all the time. They're yeah. like, "Oh no, I already it's believe." A coincidence. Well, yeah, there are tons of coincidences. But yeah, then there's, there's some know. people who just don't want to believe anything at all. Like they're just yeah. black and white. Oh, my boyfriend. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he believes in some things, like that maybe other people wouldn't. You know, like he's he, a little more. He's a little. He seems maybe since dating you, he's been a little more, little more open minded. You guys watch, have watched those, like. Um, Oh, like extraterrestrials, ghosts, he's all about that. Yeah. But any signs, anything psychic related. Oh, okay. He's not you know, he's just anything woo-woo, as they okay, say. Okay, it's not always. He's always turned off by it. I mean, you got, like, <laughs> Cleo, rest in peace. But um, things like that, where they were scamming people, I can see why most people don't want to believe in stuff. Because, oh, yeah. But uh, I do believe that dreams, a lot of times, are supposed to bring about things that you have not I think there are multiple things. Things that you have not gotten over in your waking life. So I constantly have dreams about where I'm angry at people. And sometimes when you repress emotions, they come in your dreams. But I, uh, so I'm always constantly yeah. fighting people and yelling people in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so I take out all my anger Holly's in my dreams. Holly's all calm during the day and by night <laughs> like, in her sleep, I'll she's a freaking no. ninja. <laughs> So uh, yeah, machine yeah. Guns. don't don't sleep with, don't sleep in the same bed with me because I might karate chop you in the, in the middle of the night. You but, might uh, get stabbed. <laughs> but I also feel like dreams sometimes are to uh, deliver certain messages. Uh, I mean, that's I my personal beliefs. I, um, yeah, but I mean, it also, like you said, Casey, earlier about uh, if you're open to it or not. I mean, if you don't, if you get scared easily and you don't want to know anything, of course you're not going to be. 
you're not going to have those messages delivered to you. But if you at least have a little bit of an open mind and you do believe in some of it, you probably will have a little bit more intuition. You will have a little bit more um, prediction of things because you are, uh, do at least have that part of your mind open and willing to accept it. Yeah, I mean, even those who, and again, I'm taking it in a religious direction, but who are so turned off by the idea of you being able to interpret dreams or anything that it would be anything psychic. No, I mean, King Solomon had dreams interpreted to him, you know, and uh, messages from God. And in the Bible, it says that waking or visions are waking dreams. And um, they're all throughout you know, they would kings would have people come and deliver messages from God, saying, "Hey, interpret my dream. This is a message from God," and then they would interpret it. Yeah. So they are messages. But it's, I think people also get weirded out because a lot of people are really good at bullshitting you. They can read yeah. your palm, they can do your cards, they can do whatever, and they can just like tell you everything they can you want to hear. Expression. Yep. They can. They just. I mean, there's a lot of sociopaths. There's a lot of like people yeah. who can work you for money or whatever it might be but if you are going to sleep and you're having your own dreams and you're having messages that's actually scarier i think than someone telling you and i think i can see why people would be closed off but um as far as uh predictions with things like bad things in the world and you know people say who said they had predictions with uh world disasters i can see where that would be a little bit scary yeah, um, people want to be turn, uh, turn off, you know, that stuff. But well, because it threatens their so many lives that it's too mm-hmm. scary to even want. You have this huge message, and and it comes true, and um, you might feel responsible, like you could have told somebody or something. You know, it's not, and it's yeah. not your, right. it's, you're not responsible for that. But as far as uh, like little, little sweet dreams, like uh, dreaming about that guy and his wife and them having a baby, that was nice. Yeah, that's kind of uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool, but I was like. Who am I going to tell everybody who thinks I'm crazy now? But, uh, yeah. So, that's my personal beliefs. And uh, it's uh, it's about time to wrap up. So, again, that was thisman.org. So, hey, you know, if you want to call on the show um, next time we're on and say, hey, yeah, I did see that dude. Once you see the picture, um, let us know. Oh, and by the way, I had sleep paralysis again. Did you? Yeah. Uh three nights ago what's that sleep paralysis yeah um long story short sleep paralysis is when you have a moment between sleep and consciousness where you cannot move and a lot of people see um shadow people oh and it's very scary that sounds terrifying there's actually a whole documentary on it called the nightmare and i couldn't even make it through the documentary because i was so scared because i had experienced that twice if you experience that that's even scarier for it's you it's terrifying so but the good thing was it was one of those things where i was asleep and i had the sheet pulled over my head like this uh-huh so i didn't see anything but i kept trying to wake up and i and i almost hit jason because i couldn't move i i couldn't speak and i, I know i in my head i'm like going like straining and i felt someone at the end of the bed ruffling the covers because i can hear the fan of course the fan has a lot of bass to it when you're like it's like when you're in that half sleep, almost yeah. entering REM, and someone at the end of the bed was. You should keep fluffing a, the sheets. A journal that of would your freak um, me out. It's weird. of your experiences with your sleep paralysis. 
Yeah. Because I feel like that's all, another thing is if you have dreams and you wake up and, and you uh, half the time you forget them. So you keep a journal next to you and you write them down real quick. But I feel like as far as you, I mean, it's here and there, but I think it's interesting and you should keep tabs on it. Yeah. I don't know. Then the guy in the documentary says, the more you talk about it, the more it's going to happen. I'm like, fuck, why did I bring it up? <laughs> but I also feel like it's something to be dealt with. You shouldn't. I feel like trying to escape from it is not going to help either. Why? Why would? No. If you saw this shit, you'd be like, no. Did I you mean, watch not, the documentary? You said it was on Netflix. Yeah. I don't have a Netflix. Oh. I kind of want to watch it now, though. But oh maybe they have YouTube. Somewhere. It was. <laughs> Jason's like, we got to turn this off right now. It was. No, I uh, definitely sounds terrifying. I mean, laying there and being paralyzed and seeing things and hearing things, but. Uh, Someone ruffling your sheets at the feet of your bed. Yeah, like that no, I know. There were some of these shadow people that were legit messing with these people. Like they would speak to them and they would, they knew th- that they were scaring them and they liked it. Ah, uh, yeah. I know. I know. We have- kids too. They would ter- terrorize uh, kids. Yeah, and put spiders in front of their face and shit. That's just. See, part of me doesn't want to watch it because I'm afraid that I might get sleep paralysis. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, another part of me is like, I know we have to go here in a minute, but. Um, does if you leave the lights on, it does that help you? I would I would imagine so. Do you ever try to leave the lights on? I know you probably don't want to because you're obviously. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I did for a while, a week after the first time it happened. Yeah. So anyway, with that, yeah, you can uh, run, you can hide, but we really hope. So you don't run and hide. We hope you have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, we're going to leave this on a nice note. Right. So Merry Christmas, y'all. If and, you uh, watched that documentary, watch something nice after, like a Christmas movie. Right. Don't watch <laughs> The Nightmare. Watch, uh, watch, I don't know, Jingle All the Way. I, lo- I love that movie. <laughs> Put the cookie down now. Goodbye. You will listen to the watch list. Until next time. Good night. Yes.